Hey guys and gals, preppers, non-preppers alike, welcome to the podcast for the prepared, the radio for the ready-minded. This is Prepper Talk Radio with Scott, Shane, and Paris, and we are doing our weekly live tonight. We're going to be talking about some of the most important things you can be doing right now for this cold season that's coming. We call it winter, uh, the frozen tundra that becomes Utah for part of the year. Uh, those of you in Alaska, I know you're laughing at us, but that just hang yes. tight, hang with us. Those of you guys down in Florida, you know, there there is cold weather. There's different things that are going to affect you. The humidity changes and it cuts right through you. Those cold, cold, mm-hmm. humid air just gets you. Northeast. I prefer the cold heat, the, the, the dry cold and the dry heat. That's what Me I mean too. But, you know, I'm moving to a more humid climate this spring. So we will see how I endure that again. But be good for your skin. Be better it'll for be skin. great for my skin. <laughs> I just want to remind you guys, this episode, is, as always, we have sponsors. But this, this episode is brought to you by PrepperTalkProject.com. This is a monthly event that we do. It's on Thursday, the 9th. 19th. Six, I'm sorry, 19th at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Join us for a special opportunity to learn what you can do to kick the woke companies and woke agenda in in the gunny sack and let them know you don't want to deal with their crap anymore. You want to go straight to buying local, buying with a purpose, letting your dollar actually vote and make a difference. And we're going to be talking every every month we're going to do that. But this it's coming up on the 19th, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. We're going to be there. want you to be there. Join us. And uh, also, if you didn't notice, ivermectin prices have dropped at Jace Case or Jace Medical. You can get your Jace Case still, mm-hmm. highly recommend it. But also, your ivermectin, your penicillin, your EpiPens, like all their different medications have been able to get better pricing. So make sure you head on over there and check it out and use the code Prepper Talk to save some money at checkout. So it'll get you at least 10 bucks off. With that, let's get into our topic of the night, which is freezing your hiney off actually don't freeze your hiney off um welcome 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 everybody so as we've prepared for this i've been writing notes down just like shane does in his binder like his little booklets i keep mine as well i wanted i man i really wanted to talk about we'll jump into some current events later in the show but it is cold out there today and it is rainy where where i am and we've had some really really crappy weather and i've been very grateful because i carry with me a winter coat as soon as october hits i swap out all my get home bags and i do updates to those i also do updates to my car kits and i also think about what am i going to do to keep my house warm in case the power goes out and so tonight we're going to be talking about that talking about the things you can do to better winterize your preps or your preparedness if you will you know, I could I could break in with something real quick, completely off topic. I don't know if you want to try to do this at the end or if I should do this at the first, but I think it's pretty important. Um, and you know, we, we don't want to be a, a fear channel here, right? We want to talk about fear, but you know, regarding the things that, and I'm totally hijacking this guy. Sorry, <laughs> I was going to try and talk totally, about this yeah, before we started, uh, but we both had to do bathroom <laughs> breaks and then we were, we just lost track. Anyway, so. We all know what's going on in in Israel, right? So there was a an announcement today by the leader of Hamas. Mm-hmm. He is calling for a global uprising Friday, jihad. October the thirteenth. Yeah, jihad the thirteenth. So what that means? Who's going to participate? I don't know. I don't think anybody does. Just keep your head on a swivel. That's that's what I'm going to do. I'm gonna stay home. No, I'm gonna stay away big- from. Especially if you're in big cities, big um, big cities yeah. are probably going to yeah. have a exactly you know. just avoid large public gatherings and such. That's my two cents. You know, I found that out earlier today, and and you know we've seen you know things like this be announced before, and then nothing happens. At least nothing in you know in, in our my neck of the woods or anything like that. So who knows what it could bring? But uh, seeing everything that's happening right now, uh, I would be a little more cautious than usual. So there's my. My two cents. Definitely remember if you're if you're allowed to where you are, conceal carry. Um, minimize your movements. Minimize your out and abouts. But just yeah, keep your head on a swivel. Um, keep your tanks full. 
Yeah, keep your tanks full and your head on a swivel. And alternate routes. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Don't so, take the, the main street, right? This goes to, like, how have you... Do you guys have physical maps? I yes. do not. Paris! I know. I need to repent. So, two things. Physical maps, and also, you can actually go into... If you're using Google or if you're using Apple, you can actually go in and, and select areas for offline maps. Mm. So that you don't have to have the internet or cell phone service to still use the map on your phone. But you have to download them in advance. So one of the things I do, since I'm a delivery driver by day and Batman by night. <laughs> let's be honest. You've never seen the both of us in the same room at the same time. Right, I'm not right. saying I really am, but my kids think I am. But always I download on my maps, on my phone, as well as have physical maps in my get home bags so no matter where i'm going i've got the extra map downloaded on my phone and a map for that area with me mm -hmm. and well, here, i always make sure to know other alternate ways to get home or get to where i need to be so that i don't get stuck somewhere and here's something that i do i was just looking for an example here but i have some uh waterproof paper and i mm -hmm. will print if i have a specific need i will print a map on that waterproof paper and maybe put it in a sleeve and take that with me that's um, smart. That's something yeah. very military to do, right? To have that uh, in a sleeve of, right, you know, right where you can see it. If you're going to do that on your phone, um, I would highly recommend also getting a solar, um, little pocket solar panel yeah, yeah. thing. And the uh, Survival Frog has a great option for that. If you go to Survival Frog and use the code PrepperTalk, you'll get 10% off that. To, um, that mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to actually do a review on it. I brought it out. I actually have it right here. <clears throat> it's something you can All use. Right to carry in your, in your get home bag. And, uh, you know, you, that way you can keep your mm -hmm. phone charged, keep your phone, um, active. If it takes you several days to get home, you don't want to lose the charge. And that's your only map. If you don't have any, you know, paper copies. So definitely. Yeah, and I, I think we have some listed on our, uh, Amazon store page, right? Yep. Where you can go well, there and see what we prefer. And you can also go download our, our guides that actually give you a checklist on what you should have with you. So whether you look at these products that we've talked about or, already have something that works, double check your list, make sure you've got everything you absolutely need so you're not going without. Yep. Um, especially as the seasons change, a lot of people are like, oh, I got a Mylar blanket in the car, I'm good. Not anymore, right? It's cold, it's going to get colder. If your car breaks down or you run out of gas and it's the middle of winter, doesn't matter where you are, it gets cold at night and it gets cold fast. And that's one of the number one killers is when you're out in the wild, it's not bears, it's not cows, it's not deer, it's the cold or rapid temperature change. The the rains and the snows, depending on where you're living, that's going to be the most dangerous thing you're going to deal with. Mm -hmm. So make sure you're preparing for those. So yeah, and of course, my always have things like ponchos, mylar blankets in the car. You know, I always probably a mylar sleeping bag, a mylar sleeping bag, and in the winter. Make sure you have a couple additional wool blankets. Yeah, and I want to address Mike's Mike's comment here. Of course, you know it's about guns, so I, I want to address it, right? So, yeah, and and that's something that I do as well, Mike. Is you know when I'm casual, I'm not too concerned. Yeah, I'll carry around something something small, which I don't have right now, but it's like a pocket pistol or or rather a micro. But what I'm carrying now is you know carry something full size, right? Uh, and the reason why is it's you know far more accurate. It's easier to easier to to use to, to manipulate, and it's it's more effective. You know, better uh, better accuracy. I, I said that, but um, and I, I just have a lot more confidence carrying something full size than something that is harder to to shoot with. So yeah, absolutely, Mike. Well, and also the capacity I think is one of the biggest things. Is your full yes. size are going to have a larger capacity in the magazine? So those are. Very important. So for educational purposes, mm -hmm. this has double stacks. One on each side. 17 or 17 rounds? Uh, this is 17 rounds. Mm -hmm. So it's a full-size MP9. Whereas your your micro nines may have as many as, as 12 rounds, maybe a little more sometimes. But yeah, mine has... I have an extended magazine on mine, and it's nine. And that's including the one in the chamber. Mm -hmm. So you I'm have to take that into consideration, especially when things are getting a little bit more hectic. Carry larger. 
Mike's I just bought. I agree. I just bought a thirty-three uh, round magazine for my Glock, and it oh. is, it, it looks ridiculous. Not and easy to conceal, though, Paris. <laughs> no, it's not. But it's so awesome. That's why right. you can do that. Back. You could do that in the winter, though. Like you could wear this giant yeah. parka, and you could you could have an AK in there, an AR. Is in that there. a Glock in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? Well, um, you know, it's that time of year. It's you know, when you're cold, you want to snuggle, buddy. Yeah, you, can, you, you got your your trench coat on because you can you can get away with it in the winter. Yeah, and, and Mike Mike says you know more targets, right? I mean, you got to have more capacity, more targets potentially. You know, especially this Friday. You know, who knows? Yeah, you know. And the other thing is, is like you have that's the cool thing about winters. You have so much more you can pack around mm. and not be not be brought to other people's attention of what's going on. Like. What are you doing? What's with all that extra stuff? No one sees it. Yeah. You know, if you pack it right. Different type um, of holster. You don't have to worry inside the waistband. So full size is hard, harder, less comfortable to carry inside the waistband. Outside the waistband, you know, got the right holster. It's yeah, pretty easy to, to conceal under a long sleeve shirt or jacket. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and Josh points out, you know, keep one on the door of your truck. If, if at all, make sure you have some kind of hidden and locking compartment you can keep your gun in because there are certain places you're going to have to that you might go that you can't leave that just in the door of your truck it's just not going to be safe so you know where possible i actually saw a guy do a conversion as most of you know i'm a huge forerunner fan he did a conversion found a a gun safe that actually fit in the console if he cut out a little bit of the console area mm-hmm. it just slid right in the center console of his 1999 toyota forerunner and I was just like, oh, I think I need to go get another one of those. But just get creative. Find what works for you and make sure that is what you're going to always maintain and upgrade. You know, keep keep it safe, keep it clean, keep it good. Um, if your preps, if you're not taking care of your preps, there's a chance that they could not work when you need them. Not take right? care Just like you. you clean your gun, make sure your stuff works. Yep. I was just going to talk about you earlier, Scott, you talked about having a good sleeping bag. And well, Shane did too. And uh, again, once again, on Survival Frog, they have these TAC Bivy emergency, reusable emergency blank, mm-hmm. uh, sleeping bags. These are awesome, and um, they will keep you warm. I, I just remember last year, uh, one of the big problems that happened in the Northeast is that uh, this storm hit so hard, so fast, that people had to, were stranded in their cars overnight, and they had no water, they had no food, and they didn't have enough warmth to keep them going. And so they they found bodies in their cars underneath mm-hmm. in these mm-hmm. those conditions that, that if they would have just had the right um equipment and the gear in their in their car and that's one of the reasons why i just was like oh man i need to i live in a place now i used to live in california and and i know i've left thank you um but i now live in utah where there's snow i gotta deal with that and i gotta worry about it now you may not live in a place where there's snow maybe you have other things that you need to worry about so you prep to that prep to your area but mm-hmm. being in Utah and being in a snowbound area or an area that has a lot of potential snow, it's now time for me to think snow and think what to do to stay warm and in several different types of uh, situations. Yeah, no one, uh, Mike will agree with me on this, uh, being a fellow Tundra driver. You know, we have large gas tanks, so keep them full. Yep. And then I carry another five gallons in the bed, right, in a, in a yep. nice quality metal gas can. So, uh, so it's always there. You know, it's just little extra because i have a i have a bed and it's safe to keep for me to keep it in there why not you know i've got the room i'm gonna keep it in there so that's on my list so for the car here's my list so extra wool blankets a winter bivy or or sleeping bag hand warmers extra coats extra boots and i'm saying plural because you're probably not always alone in your car so if you're going somewhere as a family it's always good to have extra for everybody right um Always, always, always have some type of traction aid, whether they're chains or kitty litter or um, the, how do you call them? The traction boards Traction boards, or, yeah. or sand, like have something because even in wet conditions or muddy conditions, you can go get yourself stuck pretty easily. And these are things to help assist you get unstuck. Um, always rotate your batteries every October and April or make sure everything's fully charged and topped off. Um, Double check. This is one of my new ones. I now carry a little buddy in my back, in the back of my Sequoia. Some little heaters. 
Oh, those oh okay. Yeah, yeah. And two small propane tanks. And it's great because you know what? All you have to do is crack a window. Just crack a window and you're getting enough air in and out of there that you're fine with a little buddy. And with one of those propane tanks, I can run it for 12 straight hours. Nice. So and not and not burn the fuel in your car too, you know. Exactly. I'm not yeah. running the fuel in my car on. And those things actually put out too much heat for that small of a space. So you want to crack the window for two reasons. One, so you're not overheating, but two, so you're getting fresh air coming in there. Just just keep it safe. But that I I can't imagine now that I've thought about that and I've added it to my car, I'm like I can't imagine getting stranded without that now. Here's another thing that came to my mind is um Obviously, for winter, you know, we've, I love four wheel drives. I've got uh, all my vehicles have four wheel drive, not just all wheel drive, four wheel drive. So, and a problem I've encountered is if I don't, on, on my vehicles as they get older, if I'm not using my four wheel drive, if I'm not switching into four wheel drive or switching into four wheel low or using the center differential on a regular basis, those components don't receive oil. They don't get lubed and they may not function properly. So, test those regularly. I recommend that you, you check if you have a center locking differential, if it's a full-time four-wheel drive vehicle, uh, make sure everything works before you get out into the snow and then realize my four-wheel drive isn't working and then you get stuck, right? So check those now while you can. Yeah, winterize your car for sure. I just took my car in today and I said, hey, make sure my windshield wipers are doing what they're supposed to. What's crazy today is because it, it was one of the biggest, hardest rains we've had um so far i mean we had we've had some light drizzles but today was hail and, and whatnot and so it was pretty heavy rain so i was like i actually got to practice i actually got to drive with my windshield wipers and i was like oh my gosh on the way up it would it cleared it but on the way back there was a big a bunch of water stuff going back and i was like thank goodness i caught it now instead mm -hmm. of when it's in the middle of a, a snowstorm or something more dramatic and so that was really good and and uh Think I had him check my whole car, and and unfortunately, when you have a mechanic check your whole car and it's fourteen years old, you're gonna find a few things. And so I got a, I had a, I had a bill that was about five hundred dollars more than I thought. But hey, I'll be safe. Uh, they be they yeah. found the brakes. The brake pads were really low. So, um, I, I gratefully I'll have new fresh brake pads for the for the winter. And of course, Mike says tires, tires, tires. Hundred percent agree. I love new shoes. Uh, and for my recommendation, obviously. For winter, you can go get some snow tires, right? For cars, I mean, that's a great, great option. They work extremely well. Uh, having two sets of, of tires, wheels and tires to swap over, extremely nice. I prefer having a good, either a good all-terrain that does well in the snow that I don't have to switch, that's just always ready, and a good quality set of tires. I love BFGs. I love Nittos. I could throw out some other brands as well. But yeah, absolutely right, Mike. Tires, tires, tires. New shoes. Yeah, I'm putting new tires on. I think Costco is having a sale on the car. They on their um, they told me there's two sales. They swap back and forth, and the main one there is going to have next month. So I'm excited to get my. I just got tires on my one car, and so I was waiting till the next round of um, to get the tire tires on my next car. But absolutely, got to have tires. Well, it's it's funny how often people ignore their tread depth, like it. <laughs> And they don't train it very well, even in, I, I remember they tried to teach us when I was a kid, but in driver's ed, they didn't cover it. But as a delivery driver, we covered all the time. So I'm checking my tread depth on my tires all the time. And my manager came up to me the other day. He's like, Hey, it's raining out there. So make sure you don't take any of the dirt roads between these two cities. Cause you'll get stuck. And I'm like, why would I take the dirt roads between those two cities when it's raining? That's insane. He goes, Oh, a lot of our other drivers have done that in the past. So if in doubt, detour, find a new route. Like don't, don't, just don't risk it if you don't have to. I love getting new tires every October. Um, I just got new tires in April. So I'm like, ah, I don't need to. And I'm only putting about 10 miles on the car a day right now, which is the lowest it's ever been, which is amazing. But I have fantastic all-terrains on my, on my Sequoia right now. Nice but I'd still check them and it was time for rotation. So we rotated them last week, but again, winter time, every October, adjust everything for winter, for colder seasons, for what your season and your location is going to be. Just like every April, you change it for here. We change it for summer, mm -hmm. but you might have, uh, depending on where you live, like if you're in the Midwest, 
you might have tornadoes you've got to worry about during the summers. You know, if you're in Arizona, you don't have much to worry about except for overheating and dying and being cooked until monsoon season. Then you've got flooding, and that's in August. Yep. So you need to get wherever you live, you need to get very in-depth under like a very in-depth understanding of what goes on in your area so that you can be prepared for that. Yeah, and I think you mentioned earlier, Scott, about your car batteries. You know, when winter comes around, batteries don't do well in, in freezing weather, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if they're old. So a tool I carry around with me all the time, you guys have seen these before, a little jumper box. It's a battery bank. You could use this to charge your phone, but it also jump your car. And these things work fantastic. I won't go anywhere without them anymore. I've always had battery, uh, jumper cables in my rig, still do. Uh, and I tend to use those, uh, not for myself, but for others. But now mm -hmm. I have this cool little device and it works so well. I don't have to pull those cables out and wrap them up. So you know, another thing that I carry with me all the time, especially in winter, because batteries tend to die when it gets yeah. really cold outside. Well, it's funny. We were talking about tires and, and batteries also, but like in Colorado and Utah, like North, the, the, the Northern half of the Rockies, right? We think get new tires in the fall whereas in arizona i used to live down there you get new tires in the spring and the reason is, is in the spring through pretty much the end of august you burn off so much tire tread that it's half the lifetime of your tires gone already because it's so hot and it just burns off so fast wow so know your area and, and take our what we're telling you take it and apply it to your area because it might be completely different where you live. Like if you're in Alaska, change out your snow dogs, right? Like whatever you got to do, who's, who's pulling your, the, the pads on your dog's feet. You've got to look at your situation and tailor your plans to fit your situation. You know it better than we do. And a yeah. safe prep says, why are we not in bunkers already guys? This is reckless. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you guys have ever uh, gone to this website before, but it's kind of cool. It's called windy, W-I-N-D-Y.com. Um, and it goes through the wind patterns that are happening right now. So if you want to know if a hurricane's kind of forming or whatever, it's like real time or as close to real time as possible. Uh, mm -hmm. You can watch mm -hmm. as hurricanes cool. and wind patterns go across the ocean and across the country. Uh, you can kind of see that. And it's kind of a fun little thing that, uh, you know, where you, wherever you might live, you might be able to see, okay, I see a, you know, a, a swirling happening, you know, off the coast or where, or wherever I am. I just talked to a client of mine um, and they are on vacation in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. And she says, we just went through a hurricane. And uh, I was like, Oh wow. She's like, yeah, thankfully it didn't really touch ground. The, the water didn't really come out of the, you know, it wasn't really wow. didn't do a whole bunch, but it passed right through and over. And I'm thinking, wow. You know, and then I know that, that there was a hurricane ish, type thing that hit California. I mean, how many hurricanes hit California? Weird, mm. crazy weather stuff. So, um, yeah. Anyways. Side note, I should be in, uh, in Punta Vida right now in Puerto Vallarta. So now wait, is, <laughs> are they still hurricanes in California? I think they're still hurricanes. They're yeah. Called... They're not, they're not, I think they're cyclones when they're down in the Southern hemis right hemisphere. Right? Is it Southern hemisphere? Okay. Yeah. I think it's just cyclones. Yeah. I was getting my East to West, my North to South confused, but yeah, like you've, you've got to know your area and what your area needs. Like if you live in an area where there's tons of wildfires, like August through September, you know, prepare for those. Whatever you deal with, prep for that. If you have a crazy neighbor named Justin, who's a paramedic and a fantastic all-around guy, but also a little bit crazy, make sure you have extra stuff to keep him cool and chill. He might need a pack of cigarettes. I, right, I, right, safe prep. I think you might, might need a little bottle of booze to keep calm down. And you know what? You you barter with him, and he's going to make sure you got everything else you need. That That's why you've got to prep for your area and plan for your area. Well, here's and another you, simple thing that I think anybody should do if they don't already. I mean, just have a weather app on mm -hmm. your phone. There's a lot of great weather apps. I know you go over to, to Ryan Hall, y'all, on YouTube. Hopefully you guys follow him. He's a, he's a great weatherman, um, does weather for the entire country. And he advertised some really cool apps as well. This is just a local uh, news station app here. And I'm on it constantly, especially when, you know, I'm going out on a trip. I'm going to watch the weather. I'm going to see uh, whether I should go or not. I'm going to make a call whether I should go or not over the high mountain passes, especially as, as winter gets around. So just another way to prepare is have a good weather app on your phone. Agreed. Yeah, because you don't know. 
right now we're heading into um, fall and, and then winter, some uh, winter, spring, summer, fall. Yeah. Right. So anyways, you don't know when there's like, especially in Utah, we have this like, you know, if you don't like the weather, just wait 10 minutes and it'll change. And so sometimes it's important to have a good app like that to kind of give you a little heads up about what might be coming. And, you know, in real time too, so that you have the, uh, the ability to kind of be, be ready for what might, or what may or may not happen. I, I just remember um, listening to a podcast about what, what are the things that most people forget when they're trying to bug in and their, the list that they gave of the different things was a great list for somebody who lives in the Midwest. Um, and one of the things that I kind of commented was, Hey, you know, in places where there's snow, we need to think about when you're bugging in, uh, you need to have heat. If, if power goes out in a windstorm or in a snowstorm, you're going to need to have one, have a good generator that you can back up some, at least some power, uh, then for sure have your buddy heaters. I, there's those really neat ones that you can get that are a little bigger than the pocket size ones that Scott mentioned earlier. You can get, I bought a couple of those uh, at Costco when they were on sale. You can get them pretty much anywhere. I think you can go to our Amazon store and I think yeah, you can get them on Amazon. The cool but, thing um, is the bigger ones have, have dual uh, tank connections, but also has a connection you can put on a tall propane Yeah, tank. a big five gallon one. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love those. I even have, there's a different one that you can use for job sites that has this little heating vortex mm -hmm. that pushes the air through the room. Oh, right. Those that. aren't necessarily safe for indoor heating, right? You have to have, well, they, they are if you have air coming in. Okay. You have enough airflow. And air exiting. Yeah. Those Mr. Yeah, heater. You have to have. Yeah. Yeah. The Mr. Heater, like the, the buddy heaters. Yeah. Uh, I've got one of my cabin. Uh, it's, a, it's a cabinet heater. sits on the floor. It's mm -hmm. It's been a lifesaver. Yeah, absolutely. Great prep and not very expensive. Uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, we talk about how ways like they're saying pairs to bug in and stay warm. You know, one of those ways is to, to pick up, pick a single room, put up a tent in that room and you could throw that little buddy heater in the tent and stay perfectly warm when it's even freezing inside in the house. If it gets, which yeah. I know in Texas, it did you know, a couple of years ago, it was horrible. So I tried that out on a camping trip this, um, a couple months ago. Um, we were in a nice area, but it was colder at night. And I thought, you know what, let me just try the buddy heater. And I put it in my tent. It didn't melt the uh, plastic that, that was yeah. uh, at the bottom of the tent at all. In fact, it was pretty cool on the bottom of the buddy heater. So it's really focused. It focuses that heat out that one the side. And um, it, it, and one of the times actually I was walking around and I, I think I hit it and it tipped over and shut off immediately. So mine at least Very has safe. a really good responsive uh, thing. So hopefully you don't get one that has a defect of some kind and then trips over and burns your tent down. But um, typically those are, they're, they're, I felt like my uh, experience was really good. And so I tried it out. And and so the buddy heater is a really great way to stay warm in, uh, if anything was to happen. Another thing is lighting. I know we have a, a really great relationship with Devo's Outdoor and their uh, range lighter. You don't want to have a light that, you know, you can t telescope with a pole all the way to the top of the ceiling and be able to use that. You want to have some good lighting. Uh, when it's winter time, usually the sky is darker. The it's not the sun doesn't, you know, there's clouds in the sky. And so it's going to be darker outside, which means it's going to be darker inside, which means lighting is going to be an important tool. Mm -hmm. Like whether you have a headlamp, um, flashlights for sure, but headlamps for sure. Cause you want the hands free, but then those poles at Devo's are, are really good as well. Two quick things. One, oh, sorry, go ahead. Is I want to share my screen for you guys. Is it showing right now? Yeah. The Steer mm -hmm. Pro. Yep. Yep. Get one of these. Um, this is an adapter mm. yep. for your one pound propane tank. You can connect this to your large tanks and the refill the small yeah. ones. A lot of people think, oh, the one pounders are disposable. No, 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 no. <laughs> they are, but you can refill them. It isn't as easy as it makes it sound on these. I've tried it. I've got one of those. It takes multiple tries to get it full, but it's it's absolutely doable. Um, yeah. And uh, it, but like like I was going to say here is, you know, Renegade has a bunch of those little propane bottles. They're fantastic. I stocked up on yeah. those years ago. It's kind of like a commodity now. Now they're twice the price that I, I paid for them. But I think I mentioned on a previous show, um, I found some that my dad had um, stashed away, you know, after, after you passed away and, and I used those things, they were at least 40 years old and worked perfectly fine. And that's the beauty of keeping propane yeah. over diesel or <clears throat> unleaded or, or wood or anything is that it's, it's virtually lasts forever. It will always pretty much always work for you. And I love, I've got probably 10 of the 20 pounders 
and then I've got probably four or five of the one pounders left. I had about 20, but there was an emergency two years ago up in Idaho and a friend, their heating went out. They didn't have any propane to heat their house. They didn't have gas or anything else. So I drove up there late at night with two little buddies and a bunch of, of, of propane and they used it over the period of about three and a half days to keep themselves in their house warm. And I never got any of it back. Oh, <laughs> so uh, you know who you are. If you're listening, I want my stuff back. You owe me. I need my preps. Me. Yeah. You I know, know I know where you are. Kerosene is obviously another good thing to talk about, right? Uh, kerosene definitely lasts a lot longer than, than gasoline. I think it technically it has four to five years shelf life. Although I've had some for going on 10 years. And it's I've got still twenty-year-old Yeah, that I just tested in the garage. It still burns, and wow. it, it works great for heater for indoor heating. You can use it for indoor heating. It's, yeah. it's safe for that. Uh, it's so yeah, definitely consider yeah consider kerosene exactly unless you have the specific buddy type heaters that are safe for indoors, right? Uh, rated for that. So yeah, be very very uh, careful with that. But I love a good wood stove. I mean, that's my preferred method: wood and a, so, and a great wood stove. If you don't have a wood stove, one of the best kept secrets is Facebook Marketplace. Go on Facebook Marketplace and you can find wood, wood stoves. People are taking them out of homes all the time. And I'm, mm -hmm. it, it baffles me. Mm -hmm. They take these $500 stoves that are just beautiful out of a home. They're yeah. like, it doesn't match my design. Just so come take it. it. I don't, it's so heavy. Yeah. It's so heavy. Come, come take it. Dude, you just go grab that sucker, take it to your house, get someone to come and install a pipe. A flu for, for you, and you're good. Those things are fantastic. A lot of them you can cook on, but they keep your house just super, super toasty. I picked mine heat. up for 50 bucks, and it's in the closet now. So, see, so yeah, I've got I one in the garage. It's going with us when we move. I didn't want to install it here because I knew we were going to move, but I've got one in the garage, and I'm like, oh, I just, just got to find my new place. It is fantastic. Man, yeah. But I grew up on, on one of those, like not on one, but with one. And I'd have thanks a, for clarifying, Scott. I appreciate that. Warm, warm tushy, but no, like I, I, I thought that was normal. So the first house we lived in that didn't have it, I was like, "How do I keep it warm?" And like, "Oh yeah, central, central heating." I'm like, "What's that?" And so it was, it was completely mind blowing to me that you had homes that had heating that were central, and that the whole house would stay warm. You didn't have to have a fire somewhere. But uh, we did have power outages in the middle of winter, where all of a sudden you have to use fireplace. And that's not even close in efficiency like a wood-burning stove. Wood-burning sto stove just completely demolishes it. Yeah. And yes, Sydney, you're right. Oops. <laughs> yes, Sydney. <laughs> Thank you. Guys, Extra if you're not, we've got some fun people. There's a ton of you guys in the live. This is awesome. Uh, if you're not following like Safe Prep and Prep Setter, go give them a follow. They've got so Sydney Prep Setter, she is one of the best canning queens of canning that I know. Safe Prep is also just a very diverse prepping and emergency preparedness and safe. Look, looking at it from safety point of view, um, he's got some amazing training he can do on radios as well. But check them both out. Um, Speaking of canning really fast in terms of storing up for the winter, that's what everybody mm -hmm. used to do. Mm -hmm. They yeah. would, you know, gather. I, in fact, Sydney, I need to hit you up because I have a plum tree and a pear tree that I need to, I, I need to know how to start canning some of those things for the winter. So maybe I'll hit you up and if you're uh, open to it. But anyways, the, this, the opportunity to take whatever your garden is producing during this uh, period of time and start taking the extra and canning it and preparing it for the winter. Mm -hmm. Every, um, every hibernating animal, all the animals know, and that's just part of nature that when you're headed into the winter, you need to stock up and you need to get ready for it because, uh, you know, the one thing that you can't grow in with snow on the ground is stuff in your garden. So you need to have all those things stocked up and stockpiled in ways that you can, that they'll last and they'll, they have a good shelf life. So, yeah, I think uh, Sydney can give us some great lessons on the way it used to be, right? It, she has a bit of a homestead, right? I'm working on it. That's what people did all summer long is prepared for winter, right? You're growing your food all summer long so that you can can it, preserve it, and get ready for winter. So with that same mindset, I mean, obviously we're not doing the same. We've got the grocery store. We've got so many much convenience. But I think if we can change that mindset uh, and and start, I know it's it's a little late to start right now. Maybe you can chime in, Sydney. And, 
But uh, you could go to the store and get your vegetables and get your fruit and can can those and not necessarily grow, but prepare that for winter. Because who knows, we might have a long, cold, dark winter, right? That was like for, foretold previously, right? Who knows what's going to happen? But but uh, so, yeah, go ahead. On that note, you don't have to only can what you're finding out of your out of your garden, right? Mm -hmm. If there's anything I've learned following Sydney is whenever you find a deal at the store. You buy it and can it. You uh -huh. buy it and can it because you're getting it at a discount. Put a little work in. Like she's saying, Stu, I was watching her last year before we even had her on the podcast the first time. Like I was watching her canning tons of meat from the grocery store that she got on bulk. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I got an amazing deal. It This is the meat that's going to start turning in a couple of days. And it's not going to turn because I'm cooking it now. I'm canning it and it's going to store for a year plus. Right. Mm -hmm. that's that's the mindset that we should all be in all the time right get yourself get your house in order so that you can act on those types of things because that's when prepping saves you money yeah I, mean, I, agree. Whole... I agree with you tom mike what you know if we can get a greenhouse uh, that would be preferable but if you don't have a greenhouse at least be canning and getting your stuff for for, for the winter time i'm actually getting rid of my greenhouse so I have a 12 by 20 greenhouse. If anyone wants, wants a deal. You're not taking it with you? I'm not going to take, I'm going to build a permanent one. Cool. Nice. This one's a tent one, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to go, go big when I go home. <laughs> uh, go big, big and, and go home. Go, home. Yeah. go big and go home. Okay. Jake. So going back to lists, I want to finish my list. So I did yeah. the car. Yeah. Now your get home bags your bug out bags, whatever your inch bag, whatever you've also got to make sure you change that out for winter. So I always rotate my food because I'm not the kind of guy that just puts like those food ration bars in there and calls it good for 10 years. Um, I have canned food and a can opener because those I can, I don't have to prep. It's just easy. I can go. Right. But I also have some, um, <clears throat> actually, I mean, Oh, I have some here. I have a couple of these mountain houses. Hmm. And I like to cook those up every once in a while, anyways. And so I'm guilty of eating my food storage that's in my 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 get home bag um, from time to time, just when I'm hungry. So I have to make sure I have extras to restock and refuel those. But uh, winter coats, winter gloves, wool socks, two to three extra pairs because you can also use those as gloves to keep your hands warm. Um, winter sleeping bags. Make sure you have, as we talked about earlier, the bivy bags that you can get those mylar bivy bags. Fantastic. Um, always double check your batteries and recharge anything that in there that needs power. Um, update and test all the equipment that you have in there. Um, and then hand warmers and anything else you guys can think of that we should double check on the bags for winter. Well, if you're going to be in a particular, in a location where there's a lot of snow and you might have to hike out of there, you're going to want to have something to keep you dry as much as possible. So I would say gaiters yeah. for your boots, if you have those or need those. Where it's very important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you want to have um, as much as possible, you want to have uh, waterproofed your boots. And so I would say uh, just, just be aware of that. Even if you don't live in a place that snows so much, but if there's a lot of rain or water, uh, you want to be able to make mm -hmm. sure you don't, you don't want to get wet. If you, if you get wet, you're going to be miserable. Unless yeah. you have good wool, I mean, for sure, you're going to want to have wool socks, uh, wool blankets, because wool, if it does get wet, at least it keeps a significant amount of the heat compared to uh, to other materials. So that's something to just think, keep in mind as you're packing the different clothing items um, in colder weather. If you're in a if you're in a place where winter is not uh, as cold, then you're not going to have to worry about it. But you're going to want to have ways to keep you um for example, let's say you live in a place winter time is the summertime. Like if you're in the southern hemisphere, we actually what's funny. I don't I don't know if you know this, Scott, but um, Shane and I on the last before we started with uh, we were looking at some of the statistics, and um, we actually have like a thousand plus downloads out of Mexico <laughs> and like go. Australia. We have like three hundred, four hundred, uh, you know, Australians that are listening. So if you're in that area, it's a whole different. You know, this this we're going into summertime we down said, there. Right. Yeah. Everything we've just said, flip it yeah. for the season. We're gonna they're gonna need to have like you know washcloths or uh, handkerchiefs that they can keep wet so they can keep cool. Uh if they have to bug home. Well, they're gonna need more snake bite kits and spider bite kits and 
Exactly. Crocodile kits down in Australia. Like you got to have a really good <laughs> first aid trauma kit down there. Yeah. And the, you know, for us, the winter rule is there's, there's three winter rules and I've said it before. I'll say it again is stay dry, stay dry, stay dry. Right. And so orient whatever in your vehicle uh, to, to help you keep dry, a good jacket, good rain, weatherproof, you know, Gore-Tex is my preferred fabric to, to stay dry. And, and to you know, it, it uh, lets your perspiration pass through. It's uh, much better than just something that's waterproof that keeps your sweat in and gets you wet anyway. So having the right gear in the winter is very important, as well as staying hydrated. Because when it's cold, it's also can also be dry, especially in Utah, low humidity. And as you're exercising, as you're working outside, you can perspire, perspire as well, expire a lot of. Uh, moisture so you're going to get dehydrated just as fast as in the summer uh which it may not seem like it so you know keep that in mind so it's interesting sydney threw this comment out what do you guys know about compression socks so i think not i mean i just know what i know from my wife who has uh she gets swollen feet for she's standing on her feet for too long and so compression socks help keep the blood flowing and keep the um the circulation going really well. And so I, I mean, I, I'm not an expert at it, but that's, that's what I know. And I think that's a great yeah. idea. I mean, not just compression socks, but there's compression like uh, pants, shorts, shirts, sleeves, gloves. Uh, circulation is critical uh, for <laughs> especially if you're stuck in a small space for a long time. Yeah. Especially if you're like, you're not moving a lot. If you're sitting in a car, if you're stuck in a car on the side of the road. Yeah, and if you're walking for a long, if you're hiking for a long time, your feet are going to get swollen. And so having compression socks will help continue keep the circulation going and keep you um, from getting, you know, uh, blisters and other things, I'm sure. So yeah. I would definitely just be sure to layer them with wool on the outside. Yeah. yeah quick comment here. Uh, you know, Dino says no cotton. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cotton. Once it's wet, it stays wet and it'll keep you cold. And if anybody has experienced that or hasn't experienced that, you probably should <laughs> because it's like jumping in a, a lake of freezing when it's freezing. So if you're sweating and you're wearing cotton, it holds all your sweat in. And then if it gets cold, you're, you, you get exposed to the wind. It is life threatening very quickly. So absolutely yeah. great comment. And then also wanted to comment on, on Pete's uh, comment here, microgreens sprouting. Absolutely. In the winter, you can sprout in indoors all winter long and get some great protein from your sprouts. Great comment. Thank you. That's a fantastic point. Yeah, that's really good. I think that, um, Another um, important thing is that one of the things that I, so we're going to talk about water storage here coming up here pretty soon, um, probably next week, but I wanted to uh, kind of just in terms of getting pre prepared for winter, make sure that if you're in a place that has snow and things can become melted, water expands when it gets melted. So if you have a 55 gallon drum, or if you have something that is uh, con containing your water, that's exposed to the elements that could freeze. Make sure you leave a little bit of room for the water mm -hmm. to expand so it doesn't blow your 55-gallon uh, storage or your 250-gallon or whatever gallon you have. Make sure that you leave a little bit of room for that water to expand so it doesn't blow up your container. Yeah, I guess a few other comments on that as well as, you know, especially I keep water in my vehicle. And uh, I've, I just bought a really good quality container. I don't want to bust that. So I'm going to go double check that. But also another point is if you have water filters uh, and you've used them recently and they're not completely dry and they're in your vehicle and they freeze, they're no good anymore, right? You've, yeah. ru you've ruined it. So you'd need to throw it away. I mean, it'll still work after it thaws, but it's not going to be doing its job. So with your water filters, make sure they don't freeze or completely dry that thing out uh, before you put it in your backpack or in your car where it might freeze. So remember that. Great one. point. Yeah, I always, always keep those in my get-home bags, and I remember to bring my bags in at night. <laughs> yes mike i do store uh i do I, I store my water i have two big icb totes you know 250 plus gallons each and they're in my garage because they won't fit anywhere else i don't keep them outside uh and they never even come close to freezing it's it also i think because i have so much water in my garage i think it really helps maintain the temperature in my garage uh, yep. over the winter it never freezes in my garage insulation uh, yeah it never does even the coldest winters maybe a slight chance of something freezing but also in my greenhouse, one of the concepts of the greenhouse is I have a thousand gallon pond in there and it, uh, you know, heats up during the day and releases heat at night. So it really helps to uh, regulate the temperature in there. So, Smart. so, so the larger volume of actually, water you can store, 
the less likely it is to freeze. Is that actually finished? Your thousand gallon? No, it's not done yet. I've I'm, been I'm like, I've what? Been fishing every weekend. I <laughs> I want I want picks, bro. You you didn't. I know. You, I need you, to finish. Not that on us both right now. I'm just been. So I've got a thousand gallons of storage of water with IBC ICB totes. Ah man, <clears throat> IBC totes. Mm -hmm. Now the cool thing about those, like you were saying, is the thermal mass. That amount of water mm -hmm. is extremely hard to freeze. And last winter we had some really really cold days. And the worst I had was an eighth of an inch of ice on the very top. Nice. Interesting. And it wasn't edge to edge. It was just around the outsides. The middle still didn't have ice. Hmm. So, because I, I like to overcheck, I double check, triple check. I want to know how those things are going because it's part of, part of it is an experiment, mm -hmm. right? Totally. I put clean water in and I'll be able to get clean water out as long as they stay in the conditions that I put them in, which is dark, cool, yeah, out of the sunlight, right? But one of the things I found is I had some 55-gallon totes on the side of the house that those would get ice in, and one of the seals broke on one of them. And then in the spring, I had some algae in there. So always, always double and triple check those. Check every season. Make sure things are good. If The more water you can store together the better the thermal mass is going to be on it to keep it from freezing and if you can or use if you can collect the heat from the sun during the day and mm -hmm. keep that thermal mass warm it's less likely to freeze at night as well so yeah. you know with again with my greenhouse it has a reflector a big uh, a mylar reflector to, to reflect the heat to that thermal mass and so it really gains a lot of temperature during the day or it's supposed to if i can get it built but i uh, also was thinking mike uh if if yours are freezing outside get some heat tape right plug it in so mine are outside. around that yeah mine are outside and i haven't had them haven't had like them I said, an eighth of an inch of ice <laughs> a little bit nice. now the other thing you can do which i thought was actually pretty brilliant i saw somebody take the um insulation that you can put on a house um, the, the styrofoam insulation with the reflective side mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah. they'll put that around it so that in the summer it stays a little cooler and in the winter it stays a little warmer and it right? keeps the sunlight out too and it keeps the sunlight yeah, out that's a good idea. the problem with I, IBC totes is ICB totes. Yeah. are they ICB totes? ICB, ICB totes. yeah the problem with the ICB totes is they're translucent and so it does let enough light through that it can grow algae in there mm -hmm. so you either have to tarp it and keep it covered in black or put some type of cover over it um, or spray them black paint, or blue, paint them, yeah. right? Paint them. Um, I just tarped mine and they've, they've been fine. Cool. Very cool. <sighs> All right, we're coming up on 47 minutes here. You guys uh, got anything else to say? Any other All questions? Right, well, while we're in the pause, guys, don't forget next week we are doing on yeah, the 19th, the preppertalkproject.com. Go register, uh, learn how you can use your dollar to actually blow away all those woke companies and start buying local shorten your supply chain buy local it's all made in america produced in america sourced and even the packaging that it comes in is made in in the united states so pretty phenomenal opportunity we we shop there um it just basically changed our our, our monthly spend with companies like garbage target and garbage walmart and garbage amazon like where i'm buying all this international stuff i can now replace it with quality stuff here in the united states um and i'm happier with it like honestly less toxins in my house my my deodorant i love it to death it is the best deodorant i've ever had um and i don't have to worry about any weird side effects or chemicals in it right so a lot of different things you can do um even their snack bars are great but Check it out next Wednesday, Thursday. 6 p.m. Or sorry, next Thursday, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, you can register online at preppertalkproject.com. Now, finishing up the hour, finishing up this segment on kind of the winter prep, things to worry about as the seasons change. Um, the One of the nice things is you're going to have a lot less um, winter. Winter, you typically have a lot less break-ins if you're in a cold climate. Um, however, you also have a lot more animals and critters changing roles with the bad guys and they're trying to break in. So double check your house to make sure you have methods of getting rid of or eliminating rats, mice, moose from getting into your home. Last was last year we had a moose in one of the houses here in Utah. Hmm. 
So just what? be, yeah. It That's was in it. somebody's. It, it it fell into like this open window well area. It was a, it was a young moose, and it just walked through the glass into the bedroom. And when they got home, it was in the house, and they're like, "What do we do?" And so they just opened the doors and got out of the way, and it finally came out. Um, but you just be cautious. You know where, depending on where you live, you might find things trying to get in the house this time of year, um, including rodents. But the other thing I was thinking about too, just really quickly, before winter usually starts and the snow and water starts to harden, is that you know with big rains come an opportunity for floods. And I just um, bought a pump for my swimming above ground swimming pool to pump the water out into the street. And I realized, you know what? There's a lot of places in Utah that flood the basement, and having a pump to be able to yeah. pump that water out is. I feel like oh, I just bought something for my preps. Like I didn't, I didn't realize yeah. I was doing it for one thing and ended up buying it for another. I ended up realizing that I just did a, I made a good purchase for my prep uh, gear now. So remember that too, is if you have a place where that you might flood or it's a potential for flooding that you have um, preparedness, you know, whether it's sa extra sand on your property somewhere, sandbags, something like that, just, or a, even a, just a pump or a, a, a really good, strong, um, what are those, uh, those fans, those fans that blow, those are some great things to have uh, for you as well. So I, Anyways, I was just thinking about flooding is another mm -hmm. thing to worry about, especially as we come into winter, because some places don't freeze, but they do get a lot more water. And so having that on the horizon is important, too. <laughs> I love this. Mike, you're awesome. Now, if, if you live in cold climate and the freezer goes out or there's other power issues, always remember if you have if it's cold enough, you can move stuff outside into the snow if you've got the right conditions. Um, but yes, if there's a moose in your basement, hopefully it's in your freezer. Uh, <laughs> You're crazy, dude. I love it. Thank you everyone for participating. This has been awesome. Um, if you have questions and we're not live at the moment, make sure you hop into our group, Emergency Prep and Self-Reliance on Facebook. Uh, we'd love to have your comments, your input. Um, there's a lively group in there that's that seems to be discussing something almost all the time. So, Again, if you're new to this, that's the place you need to get in is our emergency prep and self-reliance group on Facebook. Some great um, You can also download our free guides yeah. on our on our preppertalkradio.com um, resources page. You can actually download our kit guidebooks, um, checklists, if you will. Um, but anything you have questions on, bring them up and we'll put them on a future podcast and answer those questions as well. I want to thank everyone for participating and remind you to keep your focus on what matters most. There's a million things that can distract you, but there's nothing more important than God, family, and country. Uh, stay prepared, stay ready, stay focused, and choose joy in everything you're doing. We're not here to publish the doomsday freakout episodes and whatever the disaster paranoia. We want you to just be simple about your preps happier because you have them and that you'll if you need them they're there and if you don't need them you've got extra so until next time stay ready stay ready minded see you next see week you guys